Bav Metziah, Perik Gimel Mishnah 3.5. This Mishnah starts with the word Vachain, which means the same principle applies over here. And whenever that happens, um, you're going to be left with a kasha, which is, well, if the same principle applies here, why did we have to say it in two different ways? Why couldn't one case be enough? So uh, the the general rule is that when the Chazal speak, um, each subsequent case, each one, each case that follows the previous, has to be a bigger chiddish than the previous. It should be, under normal circumstances, a bigger innovation. Okay? So that would then um, say that the second one, the second case should be more mechudash, more innovative than the first. Um, that will always lead to the question, well, wait a second, if the second case is more innovative than the first case and has a bigger chiddish, why didn't you just say the second case, skip the first case, and then I will be able to deduce that uh, it applies in the first case as well. So um, there are two answers, basic answers to that question. The first is, well, sometimes the Mishnah or the Gemara will say, that's not true because you might have had a Havamina, you might have thought that whatever strenuous your leniency applies to one doesn't apply to the other for whatever reason. Um, the other uh, answer is that it's taught as Lozu Afzu, which is exactly what's happening in our Mishnah here. Lozu Afzu means that, in fact, there actually is no real innovation in the first Mishnah that we couldn't deduce from the second Mishnah. But sometimes the Mishnah sees fit to teach them both, and the typical reason why that would be the case um, is because it wants to sort of present it in the, the straightforward base case so it, the principle is clear, even though we'll elaborate in, in a second uh, case afterwards. And that's what's happening in our Mishnah over here. Um, our Mishnah is going to have the same kind of setup. We have two depositors giving, coming as, as, a, as a, an ostensible group, as people who trust one another, and they are depositing not money here, but kalim, utensils. And um, the Shomer assumes they trust each other, so he doesn't pay close attention uh, who is depositing the more valuable and who is depositing the less valuable utensils. So when they come back, and they both want the more valuable utensil, so the same principle will apply like the previous mission, which is they'll get um, the uncontested part, and the remainder should stay till Eliyahu and Navi. Um, now, in this case, our mission, let me show you inside, it says, V'chein, the same principle applies, Shnei Kalim. If two utensils, let's say two, you know, uh, towels, have been deposited by the custodian. Echad yafa maneva, echad yafa elef, zuz. One is worth a hundred and one's worth a thousand. In other words, for argument's sake, one towel is small, one towel is big, just to keep it very simple here. Ze'omer yafesh li, v'ze'omer yafesh li, when the two guys come back, they say both say the more valuable utensil belongs to them. They both want the big towel. So then, nosnes a katan le'echad man. So the Mishnah prescribes that one of the two should get the small towel. Umetocha gadol. As for the second guy, take from the big towel. Nosn to make katan le'sheni and just essentially cut it, cut out a towel from the big towel, a small towel. Give it to that guy. They both get at least a, a small towel, whatever it is. And the remainder should stay, you know, in escrow until Elio clarifies the matter. Kind of like the previous Mishnah. Just like the previous Mishnah. Now, obviously, uh, if it's more like a towel, uh, there is some, you know, um, uh, destruction of value by cutting it, but it's not especially significant. Many Rishonim learn that in such a scenario, that's what we do. And the Chiddush share of our Mishnah is, even though there's some destruction of value because, you know, the guy who who was hoping to get the big towel now sees the towel getting cut up. That might be some level of disincentive, um, even bigger than just cash. But um, others, like the, the Rashba learns that um, there's no cutting at all happening over here. In fact, the mission never specified if it 
it's not a big destruction value. Don't cut it. it. Doesn't say that. It just says in all cases, just no sin to make cuts on the shani. Give the value of the lesser of the larger one to the. Um, I guess the value of the smaller amount to the second guy, retaining the, re- the residual in escrow. So the Rashba learns, in all cases, you're just going to sell the bigger object or the more valuable object, get the money, and then give the value of the smaller one, lesser valuable one, to the second party, and then hold the, the balance um, in, in escrow. So actually, according to the Rashba, there's no Chiddush whatsoever here, um, relative to the previous one. But like I said before, it's low of zoo. Lozu afzu, I should say. Um, we're teaching not just the simple case of cash, but even the cutting of the whatever, the selling of the utensils. So we don't want to get down bogged down with the complexities of breaking utensils or not. And Rabbi Yossi says, like in the previous Mishnah, in Cain, if you basically let the attempted Ramai, the trickster, get away with this, he stands to lose nothing. Mahif said a Ramai, since he won't lose anything, he won't be induced to confess, he won't have any inhibitions for trying his luck. So the whole thing is going to you know, make society a bad place. And therefore, we force their hand by saying, now since it's contested and we're stuck, everything, both the large and the small utensil, or the more valuable and less valuable utensil, all stay in um, escrow with the bezin and the safe deposit box until either Elio and Avi says to whom the more valuable belongs, or, you know, since the Ramai now, who's, who's losing something, because he's losing his less valuable utensil, because it's not coming back to him, he'll admit what he did, he'll fess up or make a pshar or something, and then at least um, the more valuable utensil will go back to its its rightful owner. And in the big scheme that we've, according to Biosi, is the better way of doing things. In fact, Allah um, follows a Tanakama, uh, which means that we actually, if the more valuable item can be broken and uh, into a lesser part, and it's not totally ruined, that's what we would actually would do. Um, so applied to, say, a towel or, I don't know, a gold bar or something. Um if it's something that certainly cannot be cut in half, like you have a computer, you're not going to cut the computer in half. So then everyone agrees um, you would sell the computer and give to the second party the value of the first utensil. So they both get something, and the residual stays in uh, escrow until Elio and Avi comes, or the crook admits what he did.